0: Thank you so much. What a tremendous song. I um, have thought uh, through the week of the different uh, folks that I could remember who came to church in the various uh, decades uh, in our church. And um, then I thought of those that are now in heaven. How many of you have uh, loved ones in heaven that were once a part of our church? Raise your hand. Hold them up there just a moment. Folks everywhere, all over the building, some... Younger than others, and uh, some what seem to be untimely to us, nothing is untimely to God, uh, the eternal God, but I am thankful for those who have served and been a part of our church that are now in uh, heaven. Open your Bibles again to Romans chapter 12. I want you to look at verse number 2. Verse number 2, the Bible says, And be not conformed to this world. Notice this phrase here. But be ye transformed... By the renewing of your mind, constantly making your mind new. Why? That you may prove, or live, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I'm going to preach this morning on the subject so much to thank him for. So much to thank him for. Heavenly Father, my heart uh, just yearns. It hungers, it desires to say thank you in a proper way. And Lord, as Paul says here, uh, you are due our lives as a living sacrifice for what you've done for us. I pray that you bless the preaching this morning. I believe the truth uh, can be transformational. I believe it can be. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us to hear uh, Lord, help us to hear not with the intent of just hearing, but help us to hear with the intent of doing. Bless I pray in Jesus name. Amen. The Bible says that you may but uh, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I want you to think with me now, being thankful, being thankful is to bring back a deed that has been done to us or for us. When we say, Lord, thank you for saving me, we are renewing our minds, or are going back to the day of salvation. He said, it will transform your mind if you will learn to uh, be thankful or if you will renew your mind. I believe this morning that thankfulness is one of the most important one of the most important behaviors to the happiness and joy of the Christian life. I am thankful that Clay's Mill Baptist Church began the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving is a wonderful holiday. It is my favorite holiday of the year. It is a time that reminds us of how we should behave throughout the year now what is it what is thankfulness Uh, in its simplest definition thankfulness is an expression not a thought not a feeling but is an expression of gratitude it is the acknowledgement of a favor in addition it is a responsibility thankfulness is a responsibility as taught in the Word of God The Bible teaches us in a multitude of places from the beginning to the end to be thankful for the blessings of our lives and be thankful to the God of the blessings. Are you with me this morning? Now's the time you say amen. We're taught to be thankful for the blessings and to be thankful to the God of the blessings. I look for attitudes and behaviors of gratefulness everywhere I go. As I travel to churches across America, as I travel in places around the world, I, I, then, I, I think of this matter of thankfulness. Uh, I've observed that thankfulness is not a result of poverty. Some, because they were poor, are thankful for what they have. I have seen poverty-stricken people in places where gratitude is not the predominant attitude of the people, though there are people of gratitude among them. Thankfulness is not the result of wealth. I've been in places and with people who were obviously living in prosperity and abundance, and gratitude was not the attitude of wealth, though I know people who are wealthy and are thankful people. Thankfulness is not the result of what some call luck or chance. I know people who would consider themselves lucky, uh, though I believe that all is in the providence of God, and yet what they refer to as luck does not cause them to be thankful. Thankfulness comes as a, a spiritual it comes from let, let me say that again thankfulness comes from a spiritual and biblical perspective of life. Easier said when we see life through the eyes of God. The Bible calls that also wisdom. Seeing life and all of its blessings through God's eyes. We have to recognize that God is the creator. We have to recognize that men are fallen in sin and they're headed for a devil's hell. But in God's love, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. When you understand life in that biblical and spiritual perspective, we can become thankful people. Even Jeremiah, as he lamented in tears, and that book that is referred to as Lamentations, it is a book that includes hope because he had a biblical perspective of life. He said this when he saw the nation of Israel. He said, I'm thankful for the mercy of God We could have been consumed and God be justified, but God in his mercy and grace has blessed us and there is hope in him. I'd like to preach for about 45 minutes. I'm not going to. I'm going to preach about 20 minutes. And I want to talk to you about the importance and the effects of being thankful. One of the goals of my life, and it has been for most of my ministry, uh, one of the desires of my life as your pastor is to lead us to be a thankful people. We do not deserve what we have. God has blessed us beyond our deserving. There are folks that are hurting. There are folks that are sick. There are folks that are in times of difficulty. But even those and all of us We have reason to be thankful today because of the mercy of God. Were it not for the mercy of God, we would have died and gone to a devil's hell. Ah, but dear friend, because of his grace and because of his love, not only do we enjoy blessings on life, uh, the future is wonderful and one day we'll have a new body and we'll live in a place called heaven for all eternity. That alone is worth being thankful for. Let me give you as many statements as I can in the time that I'm going to preach this morning. First of all, giving thanks to God is the will of God. It's just the right thing to do. It's it's right to be thankful. If you're not thankful, you're disobedient. If you're not thankful, you're robbing yourself of the blessings God wants us to have. Thankfulness is the will of God. The Bible tells us in Psalm 100 in verse number four, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. So oftentimes we go to God in prayer just to ask for things we need and prayer is for getting what we need. But every time we enter into that time of prayer, we ought to begin by thanking God for what he's already done that keeps life in perspective and he says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. I pray today that of all of us enjoying the church service, I pray that God receive honor and glory from our being here today because that is the first and foremost reason of our being here today is to give God the glory for his goodness in our lives. First Chronicles first chronicles 16:8 the bible says give thanks unto the lord Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. One of the acts of thankfulness is to tell our children how good God's been to us. Psalm 78 says to tell your children and their children how good God has been to us so that they would set their hope in God as well. Being thankful is the will of God. Being thankful is the right thing to do. Giving God thanks is what God Ask us to do. The Bible says in Psalm 136 in verse number one, O oh, give thanks unto the Lord for his good, for his mercy endureth forever. I'll give you this next statement. All of these, I'd love to take the time to preach a sermon on each one of these. Thankfulness will improve your good and godly relationships of life. Think about it thankfulness improves the godly relationships of life starting with my relationship with God. If I'm thankful to him, if I bless his name, if I'm thankful to him, it improves our relationship, but it also improves the relationship between people, our friendships, our marriage, our family, whatever the relationship may be. When we express gratitude, it improves our relationships. There's so much divide in our country today, and yet there's so many things to be thankful for, and we ought to express thankfulness to every person that blesses our lives. We ought to be Thankful people. Ephesians 1, 15 and 16, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all saints, Paul wrote to the Christians at Ephesus, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayer. Why did he say that? He said, I've heard of your kindness. I heard of your love to others. And he said, because of that, not only do I express my thankfulness to you, I pray for you because I heard of your testimony. Paul didn't just think it, he expressed his thankfulness. Are you with me this morning? He wrote to the church at Colossae, he wrote to the church at Thessalonica, the same thing. We give thanks to God always for you all. Thankfulness will improve your relationships in life. A husband ought to say thank you to his wife. A wife ought to say thank you to her husband. Children ought to say thank you to their mom and dad. Uh, Parents ought to say thank you to their children. Thankfulness ought to be a part of our Christian life. It's the will of God and it will improve your relationships. Nobody rejects a thankful uh, attitude, everybody appreciates being appreciated. They appreciate recognition of your kindness to them and for them. Let me move on quickly. Expressing thankfulness creates a contentment in our life. Again, I could spend a long time here, but when I say thank you for my my blessings, it increases my contentment in life. The Bible says godliness with contentment is great gain. We live in a world of advertisement. We live in a world where we're constantly hearing about things that we need, things that we can't do without, and sometimes we get caught up in that, and we spend our time thinking about what we don't have. I often say we have so many time-saving gadgets, we don't have any time left after using all of them, and we hear of all the things that we don't have. Friend, I want to tell you something. If we're thankful for what we do have, It will help our commitment. The songwriter said this, count your many blessings, name them one by one. Have you ever looked at a closet of junk and said, I've got to get rid of that. I've got to clean that out one of these days, I'm going to have a yard sale. One of these days, I'm going to take that to goodwill. One of these days, in fact, I see conviction setting in and some of you whispering to one another, and uh, your wife reminding you that you said that six months ago. And, uh, uh, but, but, and then have you ever started taking things out of that closet or that storage place? And you think, I can't throw that away. I might need that cord one day. I'll I, I put that over here and save it. And, and, and you take out that jacket and you think, why did I throw that away? Man, I need that. I should have been. And, and you put that over here and you save that. And you end up putting it all right back where it was. You see, thankfulness helps our contentment. God is satisfied in us when we're content with his goodness. Amen. Thankfulness increases our contentment. First Timothy six, six, but godliness with contentment is great gain. Let me give you this number four. Thankfulness helps us to be humble. When I realize how good God has been to me. I don't have a whole lot of reason to crow except to crow about him. I've been blessed to preach in churches all over America. I've been blessed to preach in countries around the world and I've seen folks in church services that were very poor. I've seen folks by the hundreds and thousands come to church and Sit on a wooden bench and just 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 in, in in poverty. And I've seen the joy and the gladness and the happiness in their life. When I see how good God's been to me, boy, it takes away my pride of anything I think I might be. It helps me to recognize I'm nothing outside of Him. You see, thankfulness, it puts life into perspective. We ought to count our blessings. Thankfulness is work. Thankfulness is not an emotion. We've we've got so much in life messed up because we think of it as an emotion. We love when we're stirred emotionally. We say amen when we're stirred emotionally. And everything is waiting for an emotion. Thankfulness can be emotional, but it's a decision to be thankful. Thankful. You just decide, the Bible talks about the sacrifice of praise. It's in a tough time. It's in a difficult time saying thank you to God. The Bible says in James 4 10, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. How do you humble yourself? By thankfulness. Romans chapter 12 verse number 3, one of our text verses, for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. I thank God that even my salvation because of my faith in him, I couldn't even been saved without the faith that God gave me to trust in him. He's a mighty good God. I don't, I'm don't. i not saved because of who I am. I'm not saved because of what I've done. I'm saved because of grace through faith and God even gave me the faith to trust in him. Thankfulness. Thankfulness. I like this. Number five, expressing thankfulness is a good feeling. You want to feel good? Say thank you. You you want to feel better about life? Go to God and just start writing down things that you're thankful for to him. In positive psychology research, gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. Even psychologists understand. Even, even those who just study human behavior, they understand a person who is grateful is a person who has a greater consistency of happiness. Gratitude helps feel every positive emotion It relishes good experiences. Gratitude improves health. Gratitude helps us deal with adversity and build strong relationships. Can I tell you something? God knows what I need, and one of the things He knows I need, and He tells me to do it be thankful. You can ask for whatever you want. You can open your mouth wide and I'll fill it. But when you enter, the first thing you ought to do is enter my courts with thanksgiving and praise. You know how happy we feel around thanksgiving? I know there are a lot of reasons to be thankful or to be happy at thanksgiving. Turking and dressing is one of them. One of the happiest holidays is thanksgiving. It's not what we get. It's being thankful for what we've already received. And do you know we can feel that way long after the turkey and dressing and pumpkin pie is gone? All we have to do is count our blessings and turn our hearts and our thoughts toward gratitude. What a wonderful thing to be thankful. The book of Philippians is a book about joy. When you study the book of Philippians, and he says in Philippians 4 and verse number 4, rejoice in the Lord all day, and again I say rejoice. Do you know how Paul began his letter to the church at Philippi? And and, and he is in jail. He is in prison. He begins in chapter 1, verse number 3, by being thankful and naming his blessings. Nobody was more thankful or expressed his thankfulness any more than Paul. Paul was thankful for the blessings and he was thankful for the people for whom the blessings came through. No wonder he has joy in prison. He's a thankful person. No no wonder he is happy in prison. He expresses his thankfulness. The Bible says in Isaiah 12, in verse number 2, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy shall you draw water out of the well of salvation. Thankfulness. Saying thank you feels good. Leaving a generous tip feels good. Writing a note of appreciation, it feels good. God knows what makes us happy. God knows what it takes to give us joy. I want to say number six, thankfulness helps us to overcome problems. I want to say number seven, being thankful helps our health and overall well-being. A sad story in 2 Samuel chapter 12. David is in a terrible place in his life. David has a newborn child that was sick unto death. And at the time of sickness, David made the statement, who can tell whether God will be gracious? God knew of God's grace in his life, and he was thankful. And that thankfulness gave David strength. He said in Psalm 63 and verse number 6, When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. David said, When I think about you and when I'm thankful for your goodness, it causes me to rejoice in what you will do in my life because of what you have done. In my life. Take your Bibles to Luke chapter 17. In closing this morning. Luke chapter 17. This will be a slow landing. But it is the landing. Luke 17. Go to verse number 11. I want you to notice the blessing of being thankful. Luke 17 verse number 11. This is the story of the ten lepers. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. I don't have time to describe the difficulty of having leprosy other than to say, if you had leprosy, you were separated from your family, you were separated from the fellowship of believers, and you lived a life alone in a leper colony until that leprosy took your life, and it did so slowly. As leprosy did not attack from the vital organs out, it attacked from the extremities to the vital organs. It would begin most often in the eyes, and as a leper would take his hands and rub or wipe his running eyes, the leprosy would uh, infect his fingers and oftentimes a leper would lose their fingers or hands or even arms. And there are those even today living in leper colonies that have no feet or uh, have parts of a leg or an arm oftentimes eyelids and ears missing because of how the disease works. And Jesus meets 10 men who are in a leper colony. Aren't you glad that Jesus didn't just go to town and preach in the synagogue, but he went out where nobody would go. And he even told the lepers that he loves them too. I'm glad Jesus came to me in my sin. Verse 13, they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Now you understand, a leper has to cry out if anyone is coming close. And the instruction is to cry unclean, unclean, so people know not to come near a leper. They say to Jesus, Jesus, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Hallelujah. Look and see what it says. These ten lepers, they come to Jesus. And Jesus says, Go show yourselves to the priest. You understand. By law, they did not go to a doctor. They had to go to a priest. That's how they were sent to a leper colony to begin with. If they had a white sore and the priest looked at it and it had the appearance of leprosy, they would put them in a confinement for a while. And then when they were sure it was leprosy, they would become outcasts. And the priest had the authority to separate them from the community. These men had been separated, but Jesus said, Go show yourself to the priest because if by chance and there were some that the leprosy would dry up, they had to go back to the priest and the priest had to confirm, yes, the leprosy has dried up and you can go back to the community. Jesus says to them, go show yourself to the priest and as they went, do you see their faith as they went, they were cleansed. Even before they get to the priest, they realize the leprosy is dried up. The itching is gone. The infection is gone. And thank God they are cleansed. But I want you to notice what the Bible says. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and said with a loud voice, glorified God. One, not two, not five, not nine, but one out of ten. And fell down on his face at his feet, I have these three words underline, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? Verse 18. They're not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger, this Samaritan, this outcast. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee not cleansed, whole. He got something the other nine didn't get. What do you mean, preacher? Two years later, men are working in a wood shop, men are working on a building. And they say to a fellow, You look familiar. He said, what do you mean? He said, well, you look like a fellow used to work here several years ago. But you had to leave because you had leprosy. But I know it, it couldn't have been you because the fellow I knew, his arm and his ear was missing. And the fellow said, oh, no, that's me. You see, when Jesus cleansed us, I went back and said thank you And while the others went into town cleansed, I was made whole. The thankful one got something the others didn't. It's a wonderful thing to be cleansed. Ah, but dear friend, thankful people enjoy life to its fullest.